Good morning. Good morning, Carl Alvinyad. How are you? Hope you're doing okay. Um, this is another Sunday connecting with Dandelion City. Um, tell you what, before we do anything else, why don't you just text a couple of friends or email them or give them a call, press pause, give them a call and say, listen, God's just put me on your heart. I just want to check in. How are you? Um, some of the challenges of the last couple of weeks, we've been saying, look, if there's one thing we could pray for you, what would that be? Now, now to actually follow that up and say, look, I have been praying for you. How are things in that situation? Are they the same? Are they got worse? Are they better? But I'm going to stand with you to pray. So why don't you take a minute and check in with your friends there. Whilst that's happening, check out the dandelion. Uh, in one sense, it looks like the season for the dandelion is over. Like the yellow flowers have gone. Most of the fields, are, like when you look over now, you don't see the yellow flowers. And it looks like their season is finished. It looks like it's all over for them. But the reality is their kingdom is just ready to absolutely explode. Because as we've talked about before, the, the principles of the dandelion speak right into the very heart of who we are. It speaks into the life of the church. Um, I, I do wonder, and I, I, do, I don't know, but I wonder if Jesus ever had a dandelion and looked at the disciples and, and spoke about the difference between a spectator and a participator and an instigator. And that's what I want to unpack a little bit today. But today is going to look a little different. It's just um, a little bit of chat and some questions. So here's my, um, my first question. Um, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a prayer. So, so why don't we pray together? Father, here and now, right here. You are with us. And I don't want to be a spectator of another talk. But I want to be a participator and an instigator in your kingdom. So I thank you that your arms are wide open as you welcome me home. And because of Jesus, you can forgive me and fill me. So I just want to bring my heart to you afresh, Jesus. My life to you. My household to you. My past to you. My future to you. My present to you. My gifts to you. My weaknesses to you. My brokenness to you. And I just bring it all to you. And I say... Father, again, once again, I'm all in. I want to be part of your kingdom. So, Father, we pray for our friends, our family, our work colleagues, people we connect with, people we live beside. And we want to pray that your kingdom would come in their hearts, in their lives. And we pray for our city. We pray around the world today for your for where there's actual hunger, that they would be fed. 
where there's pain and suffering, your grace would survive. Your grace would cover. Where there's lostness and fear and brokenness, where there's abuse going on, may that stop in the name of Jesus. So God, I thank you that you love to connect with us, that you love to speak to us. So I pray that you'll open our hearts, open our minds, and speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here's the thing about the dandelions. They get into the nooks and the crannies all over the city, all over the countryside. There is no place too hard for them, no place too far for them. And as they land, we know about the taproot system where they can just get into hard places and they dig on down. Um, just in this last week, I found that somebody uh, once found a root of 12 foot deep from one dandelion plant. Now that just speaks to me about two things, huge, huge multiplication. The amount of, because the root is so deep, the amount of uh, life that can come from that one dandelion plant will potentially be millions because nothing is going to shake that root. And the incredible thing about the dandelion plant, when you look at the flowers of it and you look at the seeds, it's so delicate. But yet the root is so tough, then flame can come at it, weed killers can come at it, um, grass cutters can come at it, streamers can come at it, um, heat and frost, all of these things can come at it. But because of the root system, it's so hard to get rid of. So I want to encourage you this week, as we talked last week about allowing our roots to go down deep. First question is this, in what ways have you been allowing your root, your roots to go down deep into his wonderful, marvelous love? Now, it, it, it is a bit odd here when I'm talking to a screen and I can't see your faces. I can't see eyes. And um, I don't know if people are connecting or not connecting. But I, I really want to encourage you just to press pause. And to take time to look at that question. Like, you know, it's interesting. When, when Jesus was with his disciples, they're always on this journey of moving. Moving from darkness to light, from hate to love, um, from doubt to uh, knowing and understanding, from insecurity to security. Like, Jesus was moving people in lots of different ways. But one of the key parts about being a disciple with Jesus was Jesus was always inviting people to move from a spectator to a participator to an instigator. Now, part of a moving from a spectator was when Jesus would stop and turn around and ask a question of us. So let us allow ourselves to be asked a question by Jesus. So let's take a minute. In what ways are we allowing our roots to go down deep into his wonderful, marvellous love. Because there's no season like this season for root work. I feel I should have like some lift music on now. Or probably no music at all, because I don't want to disturb the question. That's why it's probably best to press pause. See, I love that journey. Spectator, participator, 
instigator. And I just wonder where you think are different aspects of your life are. Where are, where are we spectators of the Jesus and the things of Jesus? Where have we uh, stepped into participating? I mean, where are those things where Jesus has invited us to be a participator and we've been involved, but something happened, we got disappointed, we got discouraged, we got disillusioned, and we actually took a step back into a, a spectator? Where are those times when we've been stepping into healing for others, praying for the sick, or giving in wild generosity? And things got hard, things got tough, and we took a step back into the stands and we just watch. So is there any area, the second question for today, is there any area that Jesus is like warmly inviting us to step out of a spectator into a participator? See, and then also, and that's what I love about Jesus, so where Jesus is, uh, like in, in, in many ways, it's kind of summed up this way, isn't it? Come, get, go, give. So Jesus invites the people to come, and then he uh, invites his disciples to get some of the kingdom, get some of what he's, uh, they're seeing, and then he says, go, go give it away. But don't just go, but then come back. So it's come, get, go, give. Come, get, go, give. And this is kind of the, um, the thing that we feel like God is calling us back as a church community in the year 2020. To be a people who are following Jesus. Now I know that sounds very, very simple. And Neely is so simple, it's a given that it's happening all the time. But this idea of being a disciple in the year 2020. Yes, of course we've got to work that out, what that looks like today. But some of the principles of the early church are for, for us today. We've just got to work it out what it looks like. Now, the idea of church and all these different things, um, in many ways, has been turned on its head. Now, you know, we've been talking about this at Carlisle Vineyard for some time. If a church was an event in a building once a week, then it's official. Church is not only cancelled, but actually in many ways, it's um, it's dead because it cannot happen. But if church really is a ragamuffin bunch, like people like you and I, who despite all our brokenness, our sin, our mess and mistakes, have been rescued and received by the grace of God in Jesus Christ and filled with his spirit to be his people in every nook and cranny across the city, then, oh, giddy and the church is not cancelled. The church is thriving more than ever. And I think that's one of the reasons I get excited about the dandelion and the dandelion city. See, the dandelion, the, the seed of the dandelion, they are all in. They're absolutely all in to the population of the kingdom of dandelion. And there's no mixed messages there. You know, there's not like some seeds who are just applauding the other seeds, saying, go, 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 you're wonderful, you're doing a great job, you are. They're all in. There's no spectators when it comes to dandelion seeds. Seriously, the more I look at that seed, I see uh, three elements. I see beauty, I see simplicity and complexity, all in something so small like that seed. 
Like seriously, when you look at that seed and when it when the wind comes and it lifts off, I mean scientists have been looking at the kind of like the top of the flight path um the flight details of it and it talks about how um the wind kind of comes up through the feathery parts of it and kind of creates this vortex in the middle and the wind is just able to take it and so there's incredible things going on now if we can call the top of a little tiny dandelion beautiful and simple and complex how much more? How much more are you? How much more am I in the eyes of Jesus? See, he wants to take us and fill us and send us out. You know, when Jesus was with his disciples and his time with them on the earth was coming to an end, I think he was really intentional about making sure that they had all that they needed so that they would be good to go. And it's nearly a little bit like that idea. If you were going on a journey, you would pack really well, wouldn't you? You'd make sure that you've got the, your essentials with you in your suitcase. So what are the essentials? Here's the next question. What are the essentials that Jesus wanted to put into the disciples before he sent them out? Now we know that um, for Jesus, the two things of identity and authority were absolutely key. So let's take a pause. What are those things that Jesus is wanting to put into his disciples? What is Jesus wanting to put into me and you before he sends us out? A bit like the bottom of the dandelion seed when you've got that little, um, uh, like little pa DNA package before he sends them out so they can be planted. What is Jesus wanting to put into us? Here's the next question. So let's pause. Right, so here's a little tiny bit now. And I do not want to be grumpy. And I'm not being um, religious. And I'm not being that... Uh, but honestly... When I'm watching a video like this and somebody says, okay, let's uh, pr uh, press pause and then um, go and read the Bible. I don't know what that was impression of, like a weird Sean Connery or something. But if somebody says, hey, okay, press pause, go and read the Bible or look up this verse. I don't often do that. And I don't know if, if I think like I know it or this is just for other people. I don't know. Um... But I guess if Jesus is inviting me to move from being a spectator to a participator onto an instigator, then I need to wrestle these questions. So let, let's do that. Let's take a, just press pause and make a list. Make a list of five things that are essential that Jesus wants to put in us before he sends us out. Okay, 
I would love to see what some of those five essentials are. And this is a great thing to wrestle through with our clans. It'd be interesting as well to see um, if there's any overlap or underlap of what we think those five essential things are. I only just made up five. I'm sure there's, in, in some ways, I think there'll be a lot more. And in some ways, uh, a few simple um, concepts that embrace all of those aspects as well. So yes, it is interesting to see the dandelion season right now uh, shifting and changing. You'll see a lot of this thing at the moment. Now, this looks like the flower is dead, but this is just getting ready for launch season. Right now, the uh, transformation is going on in there. And um, yeah, all those things are getting ready and loaded uh, to be sent out into the world. And um, we'll never grow tired, will we, of just blowing these um and i just don't know where they're going to end up and that's kind of um kind of a bit exciting for me as well yes um right he's and i'm still not quite sure exactly how to word this last question and and please forgive me if this sounds a bit um just a bit mm, you know um when I've been looking at dandelions over these last few weeks, and I've been thinking through church over the last few weeks also, I've been wondering, and I would love, absolutely love, for people to let me know on this. What are the principles from the dandelion kingdom that it would be really, really helpful for the church to apply? That's simple, really simple. And, and then from that, if Jesus is always saying that our uh, fruit is connected to our roots, what would it look like for the church if we applied those dandelion principles? Now, the other question, and, and um, if the first question is a bit funny, this one is a bit odd, I know. Like, the church 2020 we we we've um we've <laughs> um i always wonder what's the G, what did jesus have in mind when he said um when he talked about church when he talked about a community of people belonging to himself to continue his mission to continue his work to be um his people I wonder what he had in mind for 2020. Because it's still his church. He is still the CEO. He is the head. Um, it's, it's his church. And in this season, we have an opportunity to go away from the bright lights, from the stage, from the platform, and asking Jesus, what do you think of church in 2020? What are some of the things that we've picked up along the way that we need to lay down? Not just in this season, but forever. And what are those, some of those things, Jesus, that we've um, laid down perhaps over the years and we need to pick up again? Jesus, are you whispering to us about the table again? About gathering a few people around our ordinary tables, sharing our ordinary lives with an extraordinary God? But the question I have is this. If the dandelion kingdom was to take on the principles of the early church, 
what would that have looked like for the dandelion kingdom? Well, I don't know about you, but when I think about the early church and the dandelion kingdom, I kind of see things are very much alike. But today, for the church in 2020, what would it look like for the dandelion kingdom to take on the principles of the church in 2020? Now that may sound like a harsh question coming from me to you. But you need to know this is a question that is from me to me. Because I am not... Um, we're all in this together. We're all in this together as we wrestle out what it means to see the kingdom of God come across, come into every nook and cranny of the city. Listen, I love this bit of scripture from Jesus in John 15. And this incredible, beautiful um, promise from him. And it says this, yes, I am divine. It's like him saying, look, I am the plant. I am the root. I, I am the dandelion. Yes, I am divine. And you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then later on, it talks about those who produce much fruit are my true disciples. So, we go right back to the start, where Jesus is inviting people to come, lay down their own agenda, Lay down their own kingdom and come and be a participator and even an instigator in his kingdom. So today, I speak God's blessing over each and every one of us as we lay down our own lives and we pick up his life. Amen.